0: Hey, everybody. It's the A to Z podcast. Zach Jackson, Andre Knott, at Akron Jackson, at Dre Knott on most of your favorite social media platforms. Give us a like at facebook.com slash A to Z podcast. While you're on your computer or your phone, log on to americanfireworks.com. Our friends in Hudson, big Cleveland sports fans, longtime supporters of the podcast. We appreciate them. We appreciate you. Shouts to Blue Wire. Shouts to all of you. It's the season. You've all been waiting for, um, this is Friday morning as we record this. I know we're a little bit of a broken record on this, but thanks for sticking with us. This is the only time all week that we haven't been working at different times. So (laughs) we're going to try to squeeze 30 minutes in for you guys and then start to get more into normal routine. We've never done normal though. I know. (laughs) No. Um, I, I know that the baseball team is kind of limping to the finish. I don't know if we'll get there or not, but, um, I have a story I want to tell. Is that Okay.
1: Yeah. Here's the story. This is crazy. He has a plan and we don't plan very often, but let's get to the story and then we'll get you ready for week one of the NFL season.
0: So uh, a a man named Doyle Baird passed away uh, this week, or or maybe it was, it was last week, but um, he was a a professional boxer in his time. He he was in his early eighties when he passed. And if you are our dad's age, um, and from Akron, or I assume Cleveland, Canton, Youngstown, wherever, and into sports at all, you knew the name Doyle Baird. And I know from posters and stuff that I've seen, um, my my family's been friends with the extended family for a long time. I, I knew his sons, and I knew him a little bit. I believe in 1968, right at the Rubber Bowl, he fought the middleweight champion of the world. Um, then he was in the boxing game forever, really, at least as I understand it, up until a couple of years ago. Um, trained Michael Dokes who probably is one of the first names you remember, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We were really, really young, but you know, he, his star, um, shown awfully brightly for, for a short time. And he was around, well, anyway, um, like he was a local guy to the porridge lakes. And like I said, we, we've known the family and, and, um, he, he was an old school, uh, you know, tell you that, that you were young and didn't know anything, not in a condescending way, but in a way of listen to me, I've, I've done a lot of things. Most, a lot of them that I'm not proud of, right. (laughs) You guys doing young, stupid shit. Right. And he he had this buddy named Bobby who I've also known for a long time, who was the same way. And uh, of all the Doyle stories. And, you know, of course, I'm, you know, they're, they're passed along third hand to me. I I have to tell this one. So this was 12, 15 years ago, so he still would have been 70-ish. Um, he was going to Akron Canton Airport to pick up Bobby. These guys were best friends since, since they were kids. And if you've ever been to Akron Canton Airport, you know, it's the most relaxed, laid-back place of them all. I mean, it's, it's my home airport, so I've seen it crowded at times, and I've seen the sheriffs have to direct traffic. But most times you pull up, right, and you're on your own schedule it's just yes, it's how, how it's going to be. And you, yeah, you walk 10 steps to the, to the check-in counter and 15 more to the gate and, and you're in, right. I've shown up 20 minutes before flights. Well, anyway, uh, Bobby's coming back from a trip and his best friend Doyle is is going to pick him up. So he's waiting outside Akron Canton airport. And there's this young guy honking his horn, yelling at Doyle. He wants him to move. And the guy's honking his horn and he's yelling, Doyle, what, what do you want me to do? Well, middle fingers and fuck you's start getting thrown, right? <laughs> And this young kid, as the way the story's told to me about 25, gets out of his car and he's angry and he's throwing the F word and the old man word around, right? And I'll tell you that this story ends with Bobby needing another ride home. Because Doyle went to jail. <laughs> and
1: the youngster with
0: the big mouth was laid on the side of Hackergan Airport. <laughs> so, the lesson here, kids, is stay in your car, shut your mouth, <laughs>
1: and leave old men alone.
0: <laughs> and be very, very careful who you're picking on. But uh, the guy was a legend, so my condolences to the family. And um, I, I definitely wanted to tell that story because it's an
1: all-timer. Oh, It's an all-timer. And I think in so many sports like boxing and others like that, there's so many people in the background um, that kind of make the people who they are and what they are, right? And, and I think for a football team, or in, and I, I'm not trying to segue anyway in or out of that, but I think for a football team that everyone is so excited for, there's going to be a lot of guys – um, in the distance, that are going to have to make a big difference. It's easy for us to get caught up in talking about, even in last night's game. When you look at the, you know, the, you know, just easy to get caught up in Tom Brady, Tom Brady this and uh, and and Dak Prescott this, and Dak was amazing and Tom Brady was was amazing. But um, I look at like the the left tackle for the Buccaneers. He was a rookie last year and he graded out as the number one left tackle in football. And last night, you know, it, that to me and no one talked about that as they won the Super Bowl last year. Um, But that to me is as as great as a move it was for Tampa Bay to get Tom Brady to move down to Tampa and play, finding the right left tackle that could play in that system and be that good plays into it as well. No doubt. Um, How about the receiver play in that game? Oh, (laughs) oh, well, you know, it's funny you say that because I was going to ask you. Are we at the point where we just take receiver play for, for granted because all these kids have grown up now and not, uh, not Antonio Bryant? I, They've know, all grown I up in seven-on-sevens?
0: I don't, you know. Um, but, man, yeah, no, part of that game was a seven-on-seven. Seven. Now, a yes. lot of it was the Bucks' front is so good that you're just going to abandon the run game, right? Like,
1: Yeah, yeah. I was, I'm was, i frustrated by that, though, because you're right. They, their front is good, but I felt like – well, and this is just Dallas at his finest. It was a hell of a game. Dallas still doesn't – his identity is, Daz, is Dak. And I guess the one thing I'll say is can we stop having conversations of whether he's a lead or this or that? He went toe for toe with Tom Brady. Is he Tom Brady? Oh, no. Oh, he's so
0: good. But he <laughs> is
1: so damn good. Exactly. <laughs> um, listen, I want to trade for Zeke. I want to
0: buy low in fantasy football. You're just not going to run on that Bucks front, right? Okay. Um, yeah, you're probably right. That's a good point. I'll say this. I, I know I wasn't the only one doing this um i'm watching that game and i'm saying hey you know the browns are good like this is a high level football game right and and we know the o-line went bad for the cowboys last year in addition to the defense being historically bad like the defense couldn't be couldn't help but be improved just by getting 11 guys on the field last night right right i know they gave up 31 points and could have given up more frankly i fell asleep and had to read about the end (laughs) (laughs) this is how it rolls at this point right but like I think you're seeing that this is today's NFL, right? Establish your system, load up on playmakers, which the Browns have done, right? And defensively, you're going to have to force some turnovers and cash them, which the Browns were really good at last year. But more than anything, you got to invest in your D-line and hope that they can get there and make some plays. Um, Not just this Sunday, but specifically this Sunday. The Chiefs are coming out pissed off. They're coming out fresh. They're coming – you know, they, they have arguably the greatest play caller of all time and one of the most talented yeah. quarterbacks of all time. Like, you know, the Browns are going to give up some points. And, and I think my, – my one prediction for the game is this, the is going to look at last year's playoff game and say, like, if we played 25 times twice, would it be 22-17? Right. No. Like we are going to need the chiefs didn't punt in that game guys. Right. I understand the angst from that game. They had a chance to beat Chad Henney and win a playoff game, but the chiefs did not punt. Right. So I think Steph is going to say, we need to throw, we need to be aggressive because for us to have a chance, we need to get at least 28 and maybe 34 plus probably 30,
1: but yeah. And see, and, and I don't, you know, this I'm I'm looking forward to this game and, and I'm looking forward to it for multiple reasons. It's beginning of the season. Um, I prefer starting off against uh, the team they play next week, but that's nor here nor there. You don't get to open with Akron. Okay. Right, 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 right. <laughs> this is the National yes. Football League. But but I just feel like there's going to be a lot put into this, and I like how Stefanski goes about things. Um, I hear you about throwing the ball, but I- – they better run the football too, because if you don't get, you can't get into a, a track meet with them in Kansas City. I think.
0: No, you're right, but let me say this: I think you have to score a certain amount of points, no doubt, and then get in position to where, if you get it with five minutes left in the half, use the run then to not give it the hell back.
1: Well, right? you're right, but here's a question I'll ask you: If you don't establish it, do you have the balls to try it and do it then, and then run? Like yeah. there was a series in the Dallas game. You may have been asleep, may have been awake, but it was. You know, because like, <laughs> but there was, a, but there was a point in the game where it was, I want to say it was second down and eight and, and Dallas is driving. They're down two. it becomes pretty obvious. It's right before the two minute, two minute warning. It's coming down to that point in time. They've thrown the ball 50. Sometimes they've got Zeke. They line up in an I formation and, you know, with three wide receivers and Zeke in the backfield and Dak goes under center. Pretty obvious to the, the common eye in watching the game is that they had to run. They were going to run the football. They were playing the clock and the, and the Bucks. I want to say it was second and nine. They got six on a run, third and three. And what I'm getting at is this. And this is the tough part of calling plays. This is the tough part of knowing your identity. This is a tough part of, of, of just taking the next step as a football team. Third and three is there. What are they going to do? They drop back and they pass. There's holding on, on, the, on the tackle or the guard. Then they have to go back 10 yards, and it goes to third and 13. Um, I know what you're saying. To run the football, and this is my opinion, to run the football with efficiency and the way I think they're going to have to do it to beat Kansas City, yes, you got to go up and down the field, but you got to establish one of your running backs early. Dallas did not do that against Tampa last night. I want to say it was three carries for Zeke early um and when they needed it it just wasn't there
0: yeah you know tampa uses that committee approach um Mm -hmm. you know i I just think the lessons are well first of all continuity right um trusting that you not only having the guys offensively but trusting that they're going to be able to adjust right and and tom brady clearly trusts his reads and and You know, last year they were 7-5 and five and they won the Super Bowl and they scored 31 last night and could have easily scored more than that. Well, he's had time to get on the same page with those guys, right? But the lesson is, you know, you've got never have enough pass rushers or corners because they were just picking on one – Dallas was picking on one specific guy on Tampa and he got hurt and they kept throwing to his oh back. Oh, my God, they right? went after him. Like, yes. <laughs> um, that's how this game is going to go. I've said all along, I think Greg Newsom is – wonderful draft pick for the Browns and I think he will have a great career
1: I don't you know think ba- you think he's gonna get baptized though?
0: I don't know how anybody can can trust a kid out he's a 21 year old rookie out there in his first NFL game against what he's going to be up against right yeah, so yeah. you know how how can the Browns dress it up how can they give him some help um, you know how, how can they do things we're gonna see um, I, I look at look If the Browns win, that's fine. They can't win any trophies. If the Browns get blitzed, well, last year they got completely steamrolled in week one and they still had an incredible season. And and here they are, right? I I honestly look at this like four quarters of a really fun scrimmage. That's how I look. You you, you get the gift of playing Houston in the next game to be (laughs) one. And after that, you're either going to be playing a rookie quarterback in Justin Fields or Andy Dalton on a team in a franchise that's teetering on the edge. Both of those games are at home, right? You you've got time to get right. I'm not sure anybody in the AFC North is going to win this week, quite frankly. So um, I just yeah. You know, with the, with all the turmoil the Ravens are going through and they're going on the road the first oh. game in Vegas with the fans, a desperate Raiders team. You know, Yeah. I,
1: but you know what? The Raiders but the Raiders the uh, Ravens will fans will travel. I guarantee you and I, I I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I think if we were doing betting lines and Harbaugh is Harbaugh. I, everything you say I agree with, but I would not bet against the Ravens on Sunday. Or, I, I just wouldn't. Monday I would night. not do Monday it night Monday night. I just wouldn't because, like, you know, Vegas is Vegas, and they're going to get a ton of fans out there, um, and I think some are going to be Ravens fans. Um, and Harbaugh is great. He's he he's so much better. He he just motivates. It may not last all season, but I would not be surprised if they cover or win on Monday night.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um... They're favored. That's for sure. We'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, It's it's, I'm just glad it's here. I got to tell you this, like last Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I, I've rarely been happier. There were games on the weather was beautiful, (laughs) you know, um, watching the Buckeyes sitting in the back patio, that offensive line and that collection of talent. Holy shit. I know the defense has some growing to do and the quarterback certainly has some growing to do, but those two receivers are so advanced. Right and right. like any time they need to get three, they get three because that line is so good. I mean, Thayer Munford is going to get drafted probably on the second day as Sometimes. a tackle. He's playing guard for Ohio right. State because they have that much talent on the offensive line.
1: Yeah, they're they're they're. I mean, they're at a special place. I think college football is at a at a weird place. Um, and because you look at certain teams like Alabama is just. They're in a different. They're in a different league. There's not like they're in a completely different league. And Ohio State's good, but they're not in that league. I don't know many that are. um I I gotta say something. I can't, I'm happy Georgia beat Clemson, and I'm happy there was a low scoring game. But I'll ask you this: What was the big difference between Georgia and Clemson, and Wisconsin and Penn State?
0: Well, I didn't see Wisconsin Penn State. I didn't, quarter, I didn't see it I didn't see it all either. Okay. Uh, I, I, well, all. I'll say this: I, I think it's pure athleticism on Georgia defense is what I think the answer is.
1: Yeah, is yeah, what I, I guess what, or not. No, yeah, no, a little bit. But I think part of the other part of what I'm saying is this: they were two defensive struggles. On one side, Clemson, Georgia, we made it out that we were watching. You know, we were watching like the the best defensive athletic team we've ever seen in our lives. Wisconsin and and Penn State played an old school Big Ten game that did not have a lot of scoring. Mm-hmm. That I thought was really good football. I didn't watch the whole thing; I was moving around. It's just amazing to me, and and we all play a part in this. It's amazing to me, though, that you have those two different games, and if you can read the story, if you read tweets and you read different stuff stuff about each game. One game was a fantastic way to see a different way of the game played with an SEC and ACC team. And the other one was pathetic, old, slow uh, Big Ten football. And I thought that was weak.
0: Yeah. No, I, I understand that. Um, and, look, I, I I watched most of Clemson, Georgia, and it was ugly, too. Yeah. Right? No doubt. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I can still in many ways appreciate those, right? But, uh, you know, of the – eight or 10 college games that I actually watched, right. In terms of like more than two quarters or or was engaged to not flipping around or doing something else. Like six of them were the wild shootout variety. Like you score, we score. Right. And the difference ends up being that a college kicker misses a field goal or a coach has a brain fart, not realizing that, you have to get seven and not three in a game that's going to be 44 to 41. Right. right? Like right. Thursday night, I stayed up watching Eastern Washington and UNLV go to double overtime. Right. I know. I know. And it only went to double overtime because they missed two field goals in the first half. Well, why would you even kick them? You know, you can't make them. Right. <laughs> and then like up 14, they fumble and crazy stuff happens. Like, you know, they get to overtime. Eastern Washington runs two plays, scores on them both. <laughs> like, yeah, that was man.
1: ridiculous. And to me, okay. I mean, you know what? Okay, now that that lights up the scoreboard. That gets people with Vegas. That gives people overs. That's not better than a good defensive play game. (laughs) Like like for me, when I sit there and see broken coverages or broken tackles or bad D, like at some point, like I I like scoring, but I don't like it when it gets ridiculous. Does that make sense?
0: No, I do. I I understand. Um, The Big 12 is officially, as we record this, going to make Cincinnati, BYU, Houston, and UCF their new members. Wow. Travel is going to be easy in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we, we've jumped that. No, I, I will say this. BYU to me has always been a prize for one of yeah. these conferences because of, of the the fan base. Right. Um, that That's going to go. That's nationwide. That's worldwide. Yeah, really. For sure. Right. Um, UCF because of football has made them that, you know, I have all the respect in the world for Luke fickle and, and we're rooting for Cincinnati because our guy Ethan is on that team. Right. You know, if Luke leaves, is it kind of like Cincinnati, a major media market? You know, Like well.
1: Will Luke go to Michigan? Is a, I've had, is a conversation I've had amongst yeah. others.
0: <laughs> that's that's interesting too. Um,
1: <laughs> I want to say this about
0: I, you know, I I I did not grow up like in the Ohio. I mean, I grew up in Ohio, so I I loved the Ohio State, Michigan. Right. But I was did not grow up in a household that was one way or the other that had alums or or anything like that, right? Right. Um, Ohio state football over the last 10 years has hit the turbo. And I'm going to admit when Michigan hired Jim Harbaugh, I was like, I, I said it on here. I've said it to you, right? I like, know, Oh yeah, this is great. Like as soon as he gets his quarterback, there back. Like, this is going to be incredible. Well, it's been bad. And <laughs> we know how bad it's been. Um, I, I'm not joking when I go on Twitter and say, I'm not a hundred percent positive that Michigan is better than, than the entire Mac. I mean, I know they, they rolled Western Michigan last week, but like, this is the difference right now and what Michigan is going to do with Jim Harbaugh. I don't know. They had a transfer wide receiver that commanded the headlines this year. Well, he was a transfer from Jackson state right? and good for the kid. I'm not ripping on Jackson state and I hope it's the best situation for him and for his family and all that. And I hope he plays and balls out, but like Ohio state is getting every fucking five star from all four corners of the country. Right. And Michigan is getting a
1: kid from Jackson state. Like, I mean, it's not a fair fight right now. It's not. No, but you know what? That's the whole country for me. Like, I, that's what I was getting at. And I don't want it. Like, I, it's the Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson Invitational. Mm -hmm. It is. is. That's just what it is. Joe Burrow crashed it for one year. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And and every once in a while, you'll get other guys that crash it. But that's what it is. I mean, you bring up Jackson State, Deion Sanders is getting five-star kids to come there. Mm-hmm. Deion Sanders is selling different, you know, is selling, you know, coming to, to that experience. They had a game on ESPN. Are they going to get 25 stars, guys? No, but he got his son who is a five-star. He's not a five-star, but his son's a three- or four-star. He got a couple five-stars. Their defense looked legitimate. Um, what, what is, where is that going to go in the, in the long run? Um, you know, is Deion going to be willing to coach? You know, he's all in right now. Um, is he going to be willing to coach? five years from now, six years from now, when his kids are both playing in the league, will he have the same spirit that he had? Cause I think what he's doing is good. Um, I think it is good that he's giving love. Um, I mean, because the thing is about these, these, these black colleges. And I think this is, this has gone to the wayside because of what college football has become. Um, you got a lot of like, just, and this isn't like 40, 50 years ago. We're not complete dinosaurs, but you got a lot of stars from these, these black colleges and Jerry Rice. Walter Payton, like there were a lot of kids that ended up going to those type of schools because they weren't five stars and they became two of the best players of all time. And I could go through a list of Daryl Green. Like there, there's been a ton of players that played at historically black colleges and that's gone away because of the five stars and everything else. Will that change now that Deion Sanders is making it popular, getting them on television things of that nature? I don't know. We shall see. Um, I just think the whole landscape of college football, I feel like every time we talk about it, Zach, we can look at our Twitter feed, and we're gonna like. There's a new conference. There's a new non-conference. There's a new. <laughs> there's a new recruit making more money than their than their parents ever made. Yeah. Um, it's it's a little scary. Um, you know, like what happens to these kids that are they're backup quarterbacks at schools and they're making a half a million dollars? You know, will do they you really believe
0: in- those numbers though?
1: I don't. I, I don't know. No, I don't know. I, I don't. It's a great question. That's a great question. Um, They're getting something, though, right?
0: I believe believe about 5% of them. I believe it for the Alabama quarterback.
1: And I believe that this kid
0: from South Lake Carroll that came to Ohio State would not do that lightly, right? No. You've seen him. He's got the signature look with the mullet. He's all over YouTube throwing these freaking rockets, right? Like, I believe that. But I got a hard time believing that other kids are really making significant money.
1: Well, I mean, significant money depends what your situation is, right?
0: But I'm, you're, I mean, you're talking about half million, and and I know where you're, you're seeing the same headlines. I am. I, yeah. I yeah. Significant right. money is that's too.
1: I was agreed. To know that. Agreed. Agreed. I, I cannot
0: believe that more than five college athletes are making five hundred thousand dollars.
1: Okay. Let me. Okay. Let me go a step further, though. You're you're probably right, but a kid that grows up with absolutely nothing and suddenly he's got twenty five grand thrown his way. Well, and, and doesn't have any idea what to do with money uh, yet, and is trying and, and is willing to do other things to, to make that money. It's just a, a slippery slope. Remember no, everybody isn't getting five hundred thousand. Fire a million dollars.
0: Said, Jamel Jamel drove a CRV, right, <laughs> and got roasted in the right.
1: Market. Right.
0: He said, "Zach, I grew up with not ten cents." Right. And a lot of these guys did too. So they got their nice cars. Good for them. But to me, this is a real nice car. And I'm gonna put the rest of that away. And I don't care. Like, I'll take it.
1: <laughs> I'll right. Take the and there's a lot of guys that do that. And we and look, Jason Wright was one of those guys. Like, he drove a tempo when he played for the Browns. And now what is he? He's the Washington football team president. <laughs> you know, like and all those guys that were and I won't say any names, but all those like other guys that were in that same Locker room, driving a hundred thousand dollar cars, only making two fifty, and then after taxes, not even making two fifty. They're now probably all. I don't want to skimming pools, and he's now the president of an NFL football team. Well, I told team. the
0: story about practice starting at twelve forty five and at twelve fifty seeing the car, the car loader out in front. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Time to go home for the offseason. Yeah,
1: Davis Northcott, I love you. I'm not gonna kill you. Get so on that the, one.
0: Let me ask this: This is the most staggering thing I've seen in college football this week. More staggering than the offensive line of Ohio State. The release two days ago that 10,000 tickets were still available for Ohio State. Oregon. I think this is the point you were trying to make. Mm-hmm. They haven't had a home game in two years, Jerry. Right. The Ohio State football has long been the most important thing in this state, but specifically in Columbus. The last 10 years it's been on turbo. They're bringing back – they played in the national championship game last year when, again, no one could go to the games. Right. Now they're playing a marquee opponent in their first home game in, in great weather in September, and they can't sell it out. Is it people are fat and happy and just think that the games yeah. don't matter until later? You know, I regular yeah. folks out of the stadium because I really don't know what they're
1: asking. It's a good question, man. I don't have, like it. I think it's a little bit of all that, though, right? Like, I, I like put it this. Way, I knew all along they
0: opened on the road, then they went Oregon, Tulsa, Akron, right? So I said, well, tickets will be nothing for Tulsa and Akron. So like, if we would run the kids down there, right, or, or get our friends, yeah. we like a time to go. Let them see Ohio Stadium would be the next two weekends, right, right, right. But for Oregon, I thought. No way would you have a chance to go. No way.
1: <laughs> no, but, you know, I think there's an arrogance. I think there there's still a group of people, and there are people throughout this country. I don't know if I want to go sit with 100,000 people right now. <laughs> that's that's problem. part of it, too. I know I don't. Um, right, like, and I love it, but I don't know if I really want to go sit amongst everyone. <laughs> this, uh, and listen, so. I think
0: a part of the difficulty on Sunday for the Browns, too, is Arrowhead is going to be absolutely rocking. It's Bonkers. the stadium in the league. It's going yep. to be 90 some degrees and a hundred percent humidity today. Mm-hmm. And it's the same for both
1: teams. I get it. But you know, these people are going to be going for the kill. It's going to be off the chain. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that's something I want to talk about. I think one of the struggles that the Browns are going to have is what Zach just said. They, the last time they went to Kansas city, it was like friends and family. It's going to be a frenzy tomorrow. This is our Sunday, Zach is absolutely correct. Kansas City is one of the loudest football stadiums I have ever been into. It has a high school feel to it almost. It's built those down people, yeah. those people, those people. Not my favorite people, by the way. Um, those people barbecue and tailgate before seven o'clock baseball game on tar when it's a hundred degrees yes. and humidity's eighty five, and they got four teeth, two of them in their pocket. Those same people <laughs> have been waiting for Sunday. Like it's going out of style. They got
0: knocked out on the airport
1: parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just telling you, hey, Baker can take his boys to Montana, Joe Montana, and any other Montana they want. That shit ain't going to do nothing for them come Sunday. Actually, it will. I shouldn't say that. Um, and I'm glad we got here. I, I think what Baker Missouri did. Missouri is a flatter,
0: hotter Ohio. It, it really yes.
1: Is. Yes. Barberton. Um <laughs> Um, this is going to this is going to be a challenge for Baker to communicate. Um, this is going it's just a different animal than what they saw the last time they went to Kansas City. I think the noise is going to play a factor. I think the heat you're going to see cramping up. Um, you're going to see for all I was all for not playing guys throughout this about uh, throughout the camp, but nothing prepares you for 190 degrees and 90 humidity. And the first week you already have guys already cramping up a ton. Um, so you're going to see cramps. You're going to need your depth. You're going to need to be able to deal with the loudness. You're gonna have to, And then you got to deal with the, the best quarterback in the last 25 years. Um, good luck and, and more speed than you've ever seen before. And that doesn't mean that I think they're going to get blown out. I think it's going to be a great game. They just have a lot of factors that they're going to have to overcome. And
0: like I said, I, I, you know, if the Browns win, then we can sit here and talk about hosting, getting that by and hosting, right? Which is still many, many months away. We can talk about it. It doesn't clinch it. If they lose, well, maybe, I don't know. I don't think it's out of the question.
1: No. Any
0: more than it is right now. Right. right. Like, I, I've said it all along, and I, and I wrote it this morning in my predictions column. I think the Browns have the best roster in the AFC North. And I think a realistic goal, but not just that, realistic success for this season is win the division and get that home playoff game. That's what I – right? I've said it to you. Yeah. I think that's wild in any thought. I, I, and that's not to say in the million twists and turns of a season, and there's a lot of them. It's a long – I mean, guys, they played a, a regular season game on January 9th this year. Like Wow. Right. Thanks. So they're
1: playing regular season games into the new year. That's yes. crazy.
0: Yes. Two of them in the new year. Right. So like, right. it doesn't mean if, if that's an off a game or so. Right. That, it, that it's not a success or if they you know are in third place again and still get in and win a playoff game or make a run that it's not because obviously it is. But I think when you look at this team, how far it's come and what the talent is, what they think they did defensively. What the Ravens have gone through, I think you can win the division, and I think that's that's a and that's a huge leap, and
1: that's a huge leap, and people don't get that, and you're right, that is a huge, huge leap if they win the division. Now, I'm gonna for you know what and giggles, I still think the Steelers roster is pretty damn, pretty damn legit. There, yeah, I've struggled with that. I don't um, know why. I don't know why people want to put them down. I don't know why people, I don't know. Like you beat them a couple times. They've they've dominated you for, for double decades. Yeah. There is still talent in a great what have you coach. done for me lately,
0: League, baby? What I, have you done uh, for me? Okay. Lately?
1: Okay. That, thanks, a little short safety for the Giants. <laughs> that was your shine back in August. Keep going, little man. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying they are talented and they've got a good coach and they love hearing y'all keep running y'all mouth. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, Other yeah. names. Swede, I worry about this weekend for the Browns. Where, you talked about Greg Newsom and what happens with him. Wasn't Swede, he was a rookie last year, no one knew about, ran, played in the slot, and he Sneed, made. Sneed, 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 yes. Sneed. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. I, I don't have the, the right. He was for all him. over the
0: field in the playoff game.
1: All over yes. the field. Yes. Yes. They used his the speed. Now, will they continue to use him as a slot guy? That'll be interesting. Um, they have a great pass rush. I, I, I love what we're going to see at Kansas City and, and, and the Browns. But I got to tell you, I'm kind of excited to see Pittsburgh and Buffalo as well.
0: Yeah, uh, I will definitely be getting over to the stadium in time to watch as much of the 1 o'clock games as I can. And I'll tell you next Sunday, I will definitely be getting to Cleveland as early as possible to soak in that atmosphere. Uh, and that's oh, what, like yeah. I said, here in Cleveland, you can't get a ticket for the first game in two years. And in Columbus, they're playing Oregon. I mean, the, Browns, like, the Houston Texans are a Mac East team comparatively to no, no. you can't no, get no, a ticket no. they're playing so i'm just i'm just baffled on that i, I know it's different times Um, uh, jerry my dog is barking and i have to be in berea in an hour and 10 minutes so um we, we've got about two minutes here if you got anything else you want to get to
1: yeah i gotta give odell um I almost said odell Thurman. i gotta give odell beckham credit <laughs> and you, i want you to ask me why why because he hasn't come out of practice with I'm back on his sweatpants and on his sweatshirt <laughs> and on it everywhere else like Team B did. He's actually shown some <laughs> – I can't believe I'm going to use this word – maturity in coming back from his injury. Now, I'm sure he'll do some show me, show out, show out type shit come Sunday. I'm sure he'll come out with a, a million-dollar watch or something on Sunday saying he's back. But I just appreciate that he has showed some maturity. And, and, and I don't, has he, he hasn't even talked to the media. Throughout training camp, uh, which, I don't, uh, which I don't buy into. But I give them credit that he's kept his mouth closed and just practiced and gotten ready and given no one bulletin board material. And he'll probably score two touchdowns on Sunday.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think Baker came out and said it this week. is like, let's not forget how fast this guy is. And, and again, right. I don't know where he is in the rehab. What's changed for the Browns more than anything else is there's a plan. Right? They've been working on crowd noise since May because they knew who they opened with. Right? Yeah. They knew they'll. Adel- getting to this weekend was still only going to be 10 months off of ACL surgery. So I think he'll probably be on a 20 snap count, but watching him run around as I've been saying on this podcast and saying in uh, every format, like you would never guess. If you looked at the receivers and said, which one is, is in the rehab plan? You, know, you don't see him in the team drills, but when you just watch him run around, you would never guess. You, you never would. Um, I'm laughing that you said Odell Thurman. You really think about that, George, defense. They're yes, on. I They're am. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're like the only person in America that knows when I say Odell Thurman what I was really thinking about. I, I live a sad, sad existence. I really uh, do. So do I. I'm bringing up old linebackers. <laughs> 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 <Yes, you are. laughs>
0: He's really not that old. We're old. That's the problem. yes. yes. I, I would guarantee that Dolph thurman is younger than us i hope so yeah <laughs> well <laughs> true.
1: <laughs> true i'm ready right. for football season though
0: I'm give ready us a baseball football. 30 seconds and
1: get us out of here cal quantra was a bad man pajama and as i was talking to somebody earlier this morning if tristan mckenzie looks like the tristan mckenzie we've seen in the second half and Kyle quantra looks like who we've seen in the second half you may have the best pitching rotation in baseball that's something to get get excited for also shout out to zach meisel Jason Lloyd, pretty decent article in The Athletic about what the Indians are trying to do to progressive field. So progressive field becomes one of these um, special places throughout baseball. It's already one of the best baseball stadiums in in all of Major League Baseball. But what they're trying to do is make it a special one uh, in the same words or same light as Wrigley Field and Fenway. Now, obviously, you need about 80 more years of existence and, and all kinds of craziness to happen. But that's the mindset, and hopefully it turns out that way. I'm excited about the 2012 Cleveland baseball team because of the pitching and hopefully a couple of 2022,
0: other Cleveland. What
1: did I say, 12?
0: 12, yeah. Yeah, I'm, my bad. Whatever. See, this is Next what happened. Year. I go to bed. I'm fresh. You stay up to watch the Cowboys. <laughs> right. right. Father time is undefeated. We've been telling you guys that. Guys, we appreciate you listening, um, sharing all that stuff. Dre mentioned the athletic. It's 50% off for about – I don't know, four more days, seven more days, kickoff yeah. special, new subscribers, no excuse, get on board. Facebook.com slash A to Z podcast, AmericanFireworks.com. Shouts to them and to Blue Wire and to all of you guys. So maybe Monday, maybe Tuesday. I'm flying back on Monday. Maybe we'll be in an airport. I think I have a long layover. I don't know. I'm, this is all
1: new to me. We're, we're getting I'm off, ready. But I'm off Monday, so hit me up. Let's try to make it work. Real, I, really can. Um, I, I know
0: you'll all be watching on Sunday. We will be too. I will be there. I leave at 616 tomorrow morning. And football season is back. So is the A to Z podcast. Talk to you check guys.
1: out that Brownstown podcast on Blue Wire as well. It's doing killer numbers. You learn about where we came from to where we're going. Everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy Ohio State, Oregon. Enjoy the Browns and the Chiefs. Enjoy your fantasy team, but don't tweet us about it because nobody gives a shit about your fantasy team.
0: Stay in a car, an old man could still kick your ass. Good meet you while young punk.